Hey guys, it's Dr. Childs here. Today I want to talk a little bit about thyroid lab patterns, and this will be episode number 11, or podcast number 11. And what I want to do is talk a little bit about some of these lab patterns that uh, maybe the ones that are a little more confusing than normal, because most patients, if they have some sort of lab abnormality uh, when it comes to their thyroid, it, it gets diagnosed easily as long as it's one of those standard conventional lab patterns that most doctors are trained to look at. Now today I want to focus on some of the more nuanced lab patterns and describe what causes these things and what these patterns may indicate in your body. So we'll be talking about this uh, as we go on here. So let's talk about the first one here. Th this one is going to be a high TSH, a normal T4, and a normal T3. And so I'm right here. And make sure you guys know before we jump into this just what these things are. So remember TSH stands for thyroid stimulating hormone. It is the uh, pro-hormone that is secreted by your pituitary gland which talks to your thyroid and tells your thy thyroid to produce T4 and T3. So if you have a high TSH, essentially what that means is your brain is yelling at your thyroid gland to produce more hormone. So if you have a high TSH, it means that your thyroid gland is not as responsive as it should be. And yet, you're still able to produce some normal amount of T4 and T3, which are the active thyroid hormones. Well, well, T3 is the active and T4 is sort of the reservoir, reservoir hormone, but, but they are the free thyroid hormones. So if your brain is yelling at your thyroid gland, gland louder and louder pr to produce thyroid hormone and it's able to produce it, what that means is that there's some problem in the thyroid gland itself because it should be responsive to lower levels of TSH. What this usually means is that this is the early stage, this is uh, early stage thyroid disease. So you're going to, if you do nothing, you'll most likely progress into an even higher TSH and low uh, free thyroid hormones such as low T4 and low T3. So you, this is a good, good stage to, to catch things. This is usually where thyroid disease may be able to be reversed if possible, um, but this is definitely a hypothyroid state. And so high TSH, normal T4, normal T3. You might find this because a lot of doctors order a TSH with reflex to free T4. What that means is, as your your doctor sort of sets a condition on the lab test and says, hey, to the lab, if this TSH is abnormal, then order free T4. But if the TSH is normal, don't do it. And so what happens to a lot of people is they, they get this reflex test, so they get the TSH, which is sort of like a, um, let's just say, a, a way to screen your thyroid. And then they'll if it's abnormal they'll automatically order the free T4 and that may be normal so you're like oh well one's abnormal one isn't what do I do well just think about it this way it's not a good sign either way this is usually a pattern that indicates you're on your way to something that you don't want to you know to hypothyroidism in some way so that means you got to do more digging so that's what that's the first pattern uh, don't let that be confusing this may require treatment so we'll move on uh, the next one is high TSH normal T4 low T3 so this is more of a probably an advanced pattern as opposed to this one. So if you could say this is sort of like a premature pattern, this one sort of goes along with this one, but it usually indicates you have some sort of thyroid conversion issue because if you have uh, a high TSH, it means your thyroid, your, your pituitary is yelling at your thyroid gland. You're able to produce some T4, but you're not turning that T4 into the active T3. And so usually what that means is there's some sort of conversion issue. So it's a slightly more advanced than this one in terms of progression. That's what I mean. Well, what about normal TSH, low T4, low T3? And so you'll see sort of the trend here. It's absolutely possible, and this happens quite often, that you might have one thyroid 
lab test that's abnormal and then several others which are normal. And so it gets confusing to patients They're like, well, which is it? Is it normal? Is it abnormal? What am I supposed to do? Now, in general, I would say certain lab tests have more priority over others. So for instance, T3, I think should carry more weight than, than most of the other, well, it should carry more weight than T4 and it should carry more weight than TSH. Um, so if your T3 is is low or high, then put more weight on that lab test. But you and and so that means TSH is valuable, but usually only as a screening tool. And so if you have sort of this this pattern, which is a normal TSH, a low T4, a low T3, that's usually what 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 I see in patients who are they tend to be a little bit older, and they also tend to be a little bit. Uh, there are people that tend to be on lots of medications. They have lots of chronic medical conditions like high blood pressure or kidney disease or, you know, they, maybe they've been depressed for 20 or 30 years, those type of things. So let's say this sort of thing is seen as patients get a little bit older and usually as they take more medications. And what this means is that the body's able to sort of chug along, but it's certainly not optimal. And these patients are almost always experiencing some level of hypothyroid symptoms. And so th this usually would be an indication to treat in some way, either by addressing those illnesses, those chronic issues that they're dealing with, altering up medications or something like that. But these patients usually do not feel well um, at all. And they, they're often missed because most doctors just say, hey, if the TSH is normal, then everything else must be normal. It's not always the case. In fact, I would say it rarely ever is. Okay, so what about normal TSH, nor normal T4, and low T3? So this is the pattern that's most consistent with a with low T3, low excuse me, low T3 syndrome or euthyroid sick syndrome. And these patients kind of hit or miss. They may present with issues and they may not. So this might be the sort of pattern that's seen right after you have an, have like an acute illness. So maybe you have pneumonia or maybe you have strep throat or whatever, a URI or something like that urinary tract infection even, something minor, you might, your thyroid will respond in some way, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're sick. But if this persists for longer than two or three months and you start to have the symptoms of hypothyroidism, that's not a good sign at all. And maybe, maybe is an indication that you need to seek out some sort of treatment. So you can read a lot about low T3 syndrome and euthyroid 6 syndrome at these links. And I'd recommend that you at least look at those um, if you fall into this category. Uh, the next one is normal TSH, normal T4, normal T3, but positive, uh, well, shouldn't be only, should be only one positive there. So it's a double positive thyroid antibodies. And essentially what this is, is this is the kind of pattern that is seen in patients with Hashimoto's thyroiditis, that autoimmune disease where your body is, you know, you're self-destructing and you're destroying your, your thyroid gland. And this is a very common pattern because, and, and it's often missed, and this is essentially what is, what I would describe as early uh, thyroid lab changes uh, before the progression of the disease occurs. And so what this means is patients with this sort of pattern often do not feel very well. Okay, They usually have mild symptoms, weight gain and hair loss and constipation and all of those things. And so what, what in the past, what conventional doctors would do is they would say, well, we're not going to treat you until these things become abnormal, even though we know that something is wrong with your thyroid because of the positive antibodies. Now, newer studies are showing that it's actually better to treat these patients early as opposed to later. So if you fall into this category, or maybe you just have ordered the TSH has been normal, at least check for antibodies, thyroid antibodies, because patients that have early stage Hashimoto's and they have this pattern, they do benefit from, tr from treatment. So you definitely want to look into that if you fit that category. And then lastly, we have normal TSH, normal T4, and this should be normal T3. Oh, I'm going to have to fix that. And then high reverse T3. And so this is the sort of pattern that is seen 
uh, in patients, especially after they've done some sort of calorie restriction, uh, they've done some sort of dieting, and, and or maybe they've lost a bunch of weight, like 20 to 30 pounds after the ECG diet. And this is a bad sign. This high reverse T3 is usually an indication that the metabolism is dropping as a result of that weight loss. So the ideal way to lose weight is to do it, to do it without damaging your metabolism and without affecting your thyroid. And you'll know that it's affected your thyroid because your reverse T3 will start to elevate. And this is, a, like I said, a bad sign. You don't want this to happen because usually what it means is your metabolism is slowing down and you're going to regain that weight probably over the next three to six months or, some, or so. so. It just depends. It's different for every person. Sometimes more rapidly, sometimes it takes a while. Uh, but either way, this is not the sort of pattern that you'd want to see. And so what I wanted to do is just go over these sort of patterns. I think there's two, four, six patterns here. They're slightly, uh, I don't want to say they're less common because I see them all the time, although I do probably see a you know, I tend to see certain patients that other that may have been missed by other doctors and whatnot. But the the moral of the story is you need to get this full suite of lab tests. You need to look at the t you need to look at more than just the, the TSH. Make sure you're getting TSH, T4, T3 antibodies and reverse T3. You want to look at all of these things together because that will help you understand. So hopefully this these patterns have helped you. If you have any questions about these patterns, because I know they can be kind of confusing leave a comment or a question below. I'll do my best to get to those uh, questions over the next couple days here. But anyway, I hope you guys found this helpful and otherwise I'll see you guys in the next one.